Welcome to the Mornings with Sue and Andy podcast for Monday, October 18th. We begin with a look at what you need to know before you head to the polls on this Civic Election Day. We speak with Global Calgary reporter Sarah Offen. Do you take baby aspirin on a daily basis? Well, if so, you might want to think twice about doing it. Our on-call family physician, Dr. Ted Jablonski, joins us with details on a new study that suggests the daily dose may not be in your best interest health-wise. Next, it's another edition of Motivational Monday. This time out, we meet licensed career practitioner Gail Mall. Gail shares with us three tips to help job hunters find a rewarding career which are also applicable to helping you build a more fulfilling life. And finally, she has risen to the top of her profession. We speak with local baking phenom Victoria German, who's been chosen to be a contestant on the popular Food Network Canada program, The Big Bake Halloween. Well, it is election day and the polls have now opened across the city. And with all the details you need to know, we're joined this morning by Global News reporter Sarah Offen. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. Hey, you're live outside a polling station in Crescent Heights. Are there people there already? What's it look like? Yeah, you know what? There were about 15 or 20 people that were lined up Ooh. outside the high school there just as the, the, the polling station opened here. This is one of 188 polling stations um, in our city. There are a few more, 22 more that are added this year just because, of course, they're trying to keep the crowds down, which is a good idea when we're in a pandemic but yeah there was a a little bit of a crowd they've now moved inside and i actually just saw just a moment ago uh, one of the first people coming back out that i spoke with that was at the front of the line so it's taking about uh 12 or 13 minutes i would say so far for those people to go through and that's without the lineup so we'll see how long it takes for those people that are at the back of the lineup to uh to get in but so far it it looks like uh, things are going pretty there you know, as far as uh, protocols in place, can we expect the same protocols that we did see just a, a few short weeks ago for our federal election when it comes to COVID? Very much so. So uh, basically everything that you saw in place at, at the, the province had set out for that federal election. That's what you're going to see. In this case, expect to see some plexiglass. Everyone should be wearing their masks when they're outside. Uh, sorry, when they're inside. Uh, if you're if you're not wanting to wear a mask, they will make provisions to actually bring a ballot out for you. Mm. So there's those kind of considerations that are in place. But yes, very much uh, the same thing that we went through during the federal election. And Sarah, just a reminder, what do we need to take? We need ID and what's the proper stuff? Yeah, I know. I feel like every time I go to vote, I have to remind myself yep. because it feels uh, different every time. So this time you're going to need a piece of ID that has the proof of your address. And basically that's it. You can go in there, bring your mask, and uh, and you're ready to go. And your homework. Do your homework. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of questions. Yep. Yeah. We, we can indeed bring our own uh, writing utensil. Is that right? If not, there will be one provided. Well, surely you kept yours, Andy, from the federal election. <laughs> of course he did. It's in his plastic pocket protector. Souvenir. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so you can bring your own pencil. If not, there's a brand new opportunity to go get a new single-use pencil that, uh, that they will provide for you inside the polling uh, station. Sarah, do you know much about if anybody needs help, you know, getting, if they've got mobility issues, for example, getting to the polling station? 
I, wow, you know, that's a great question. I haven't researched that this morning exactly what they're doing, but I'm sure that there's um, information there if you go to um, electionscalvary.ca that um, that there's information there on for how to, those people can manage getting to their right. Yeah, yeah, of course, I- they have had the opportunity to, to do the mail-in ballot as well. Um, I'm not sure exactly on the logistics. I shouldn't I shouldn't have put you on the spot. I apologize about that, but I should have looked that up myself. But you're right. Electionscalgary.ca. You're exactly right. That's the website with all the answers, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just a lowly reporter. I just really hang out to to count how many people are going in and out. (laughs) But electionscalgary.ca, they also have an interesting tool that's there that'll help you to know exactly where you should be going to make sure that you are going to the right polling station. Always watching, always chronicling. You never know where you're going to find Sarah. So we'll always look over your shoulder because she could be lurking. Um, Thank you so much, Sarah. We appreciate the update. You're welcome. That is Global News reporter Sarah Often. And as she was saying, she is at uh, Crescent Heights at Mm -hmm. the polling station there. She had said because she'd watched the first person go in or one of the first come out 12 to 15 minutes. Okay. 12 to 15 minutes. That's not bad at all. Yeah, they just opened at 8 a.m. going through 8 p.m. So just use... Your common sense. I would probably not want to go during your lunch break if you can get out earlier or later. Yeah. And probably not just immediately after you get home from work around that supper hour, I would think. Good point. Speaking of the supper hour, a kickoff at 5 p.m. on the Global News, 5 p.m. newscast. Okay. That's when they'll start sort of talking about the election. They'll follow it up in the 6 p.m. newscast. And then 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. along with Global Television, we here on 770 CHQR are running Decision Calgary. They'll talk to the experts. There's a great panel who will be on board. Board and all the results as they roll in. So 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. live here on 770 CHQR. It's Decision Calgary, and it's commercial-free. Absolutely, and more on that coming up in just a couple of minutes with Linda Olson and in the whole nuts mm-hmm. and bolts of what you can expect from that special that does, again, kick off at 8. Well, for some people, it's been prescribed by a healthcare practitioner. For others, it's something they've decided to do in an effort to be proactive with their health. We're talking about taking a baby aspirin a day. Well, now new research suggests the daily dose may not be in your best interest health-wise. With details, we are joined by Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. Good morning to you, Dr. J. Dr. J. Dr. J, are you Hello with there, us? Hello good sir. Or here, I'm here. Hi. Okay, good. Had the mute button on there It happens, <laughs> happens to the best of us and even me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, tell us about this new study because it kind of goes, it's counterintuitive to what we've been told. Yeah, so so this is a, a guideline that's going to be reposted. So every every number of years, uh, most countries will set a guideline of primary what we call primary prevention, and that's what our goal goalposts will be, what our guidelines will be for say cholesterol numbers, for blood pressure numbers, for blood sugar, and recommendations like aspirin will be part of that. And the guideline is going to come out saying uh, primary prevention. Aspirin is out, not in. Huh. Okay, so what about folks who are taking it daily? Do, do they stop? Or do they talk to their doctor? A little bit of both. Yeah, so, so just to be clear, if you've had a heart attack, if you've had a stroke, if you have known disease... You should probably be on aspirin. That's a good recommendation, and that one stays. That's called so-called secondary prevention. Okay. You have a diagnosis. It is proven. You stay on your therapy. This will be for primary prevention when you have no uh, evidence that you've ever had a heart attack, a stroke. You have no idea that you have any disease at all. If somebody's been taking it, I think this absolutely is a reason to talk to your doctor. Uh, but 
if you if a doctor's never weighed in, never told you to do this, and this you did this on your own, and you really don't believe that you're at risk for cardiovascular disease, you probably could stop it. Okay. I don't think you need to talk to anybody because the uh, the risk might uh, outweigh okay. the benefit here. Mm. I guess I'm scratching that off my shopping list. I, I have been. <laughs> Save you some money a month, I have been taking it, But I, I'm wondering, uh, Dr. J, can you give us the inside workings of a doctor's office? Like, for example, you and I and Sue are talking about this this morning. If I go to my doctor this afternoon would they have that information or would I say, hey, listen, I heard on the radio. How often do you folks get, you know, the updated info? How, how does it come in? We, we get a lot of, hey, every day, <laughs> countless emails on updates. Now, this is not something that new. This has been coming down the pipeline for quite some time. I think uh, we've heard uh, rumblings over the last few years. So this has already been debated. So your doctor would have uh, a working knowledge of this, absolutely. When the guidelines are posted officially, uh, we generally hear about that fairly quickly. But yeah, there are sometimes uh, I, I hear about things from my patients. <laughs> they come and say, you know, uh, give me a piece of fact and I have to go look very quick because mm. uh, I might not have read it or I might not have had a posting yet. But this is one, the aspirin issue has been on the table for a few years now. Dr. J, what is it that the aspirin's doing? I mean, if, if you have a, an issue already and you've been told to take it, great. But if you are not, if you've not really been at risk of cardiovascular disease or any other issue and you've been taking it, what are some of the problems it can cause? So, so risk is all about bleed. So they claim that if you took an aspirin and then uh, they put a scope down and had a look in your stomach, they could see exactly where that aspirin dissolved. It's actually quite irritant to the stomach lining. Now, if somebody um, doesn't have a problem with that or has been on years without trouble, they, they may get away with that. But there are other people who are very, very sensitive to that and actually it, it essentially cause an ulceration or they will bleed a small amount. Uh, and that's the risk. It's a bleeding risk. Okay. So we downplay by calling it a baby aspirin, but aspirin's an anticoagulant. Aspirin does thin the blood and it, in real terms. Uh, the, the belief is if you knew the day you were going to have your heart attack or stroke, that's the day you want to start your aspirin <laughs> and you'd be fine. All the protection leading up to that doesn't give you any benefit. You need it the day of or when it is happening in real time. Okay. And point is to discuss with your family physician mm-hmm. if you have questions. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. You betcha. That is Dr. Ted Jablonski, our on-call family physician. It's our weekly tradition, Motivational Monday here on Mornings with Sue and Andy. A chance to get you motivated today and beyond. Joining us this morning is Gail Mall, licensed career practitioner. Good morning to you, Gail. Good morning, Andy. Uh, thank you for taking the time with us. So you help people figure out a roadmap for their life and mm-hmm. how to get there. Not just the end destination, but how to get there. How do you do that? Well, first of all, it's all about understanding who the client is and what their interests are. So what I do is I assess my clients using the strong interest inventory, which measures interests as well as showing their strengths and weaknesses. So my main goal is that if I can understand you and your interests and passion, I can align you with potentially satisfying work environment. So my role is to guide you, not give you my opinion or tell you what you should be doing. Um, Because I always say, when you offer an opinion, you really don't know the true foundation of somebody. So don't let other people tell you who you are. 
So it's really all about, you know, our personal strengths and weaknesses. We need to be aware of both and, and just kind of having an idea or a sense of ourselves before we can mm-hmm. really figure out what we're meant to do, isn't it? Right, exactly. Okay, you've got some tips for us, Gail. I know that uh, these are good ones. And, you know, whether these are your clients or not, I think there are, there are great tips that all of us can take something from to build on, whether we're looking for a new job, we have a job, but we're thinking maybe of changing it, or just you need a little inspiration moving forward through the week and beyond. So help us out. Motivational tip number one. Motivational tip number one. You have to pursue your personal passion. Otherwise, it's going to come back and bite you. And to be motivated and stay motivated, you need to be fulfilled. And that comes from pursuing your dreams. Because if you're not loving what you do, you're sledging through life, putting one foot in front of the other, just trying to get through the day. And people that love what they do, they have their own rhythm. So they don't feel bogged down by what they're doing. They get fed by the process. Mm -hmm. Um, Motivational tip, tip number two, own your regrets. So forgive yourself if you're not pursuing what you, you wanted to do and let it go. Learn from it. And then give yourself permission to change and start moving in the direction that is calling your name. And I know change can be hard and daunting, but staying stuck where you don't belong is a whole lot worse. Ooh, that's a good and one. And my, my third one is... Um, uh, you know, I don't like the word pivot because we've used that so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So true, I'm not going to use that word. But if you find out that what you're pursuing just isn't your jam, don't keep at it because you feel obligated to. Course correct because you need to experience the truth of you. And I always say that when people go, well, how do I know if I'm pursuing my passion or should I be pursuing this? You need to ask yourself two questions. The first one is, does this activity feed my soul? Yes or no? And the last one is, how do I feel when I think of pursuing this activity? Am I excited about it or am I bogged down and unmotivated? And that's your answer. Mm. It's interesting because within the notes that you sent us, uh, you use the the uh, two words, inner voice. If we can talk about that mm-hmm. for a second, because I think sometimes... We second-guess ourselves, oh, yeah. Gail. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the importance of this inner voice and in, in, in really trying to decipher what it's telling us. Because I think sometimes you think, well, this is just a notion or an idea. How important is it to consult ourselves? Well, your inner voice is, is it's really your true calling. You have to be true to yourself. Because if you're not true to yourself and you're listening to the opinions and expectations of others, you're going to be very disappointed. Because they aren't, these people aren't you, you're you, and you know what you want to do. So this is, your inner voice is your true foundation of who you are. Gail, are you a proponent of, of lists and that sort of thing, you know, writing down ideas and pros and mm-hmm. cons of them, or, or maybe, a, you know, a, a vision board? That's kind of a big thing these days as well. Yeah, I tell my clients, I say to them, you know, um, first of all, going back to that inner voice, listen to that and be brutally honest with yourself about, you know, who you are and, 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 and what you want to do. But then you have to write it down. So what does your future self look like? So start gathering information. And I have my clients do informational interviews where they talk to people who are doing what they want to do and ask them questions. So network with the connections you make. Ask those open and leading questions. And if that helps, create a collage of yourself doing what you see yourself doing in two, five, 10, 15 years. And take a look at it every single day 
so that you understand where you should be headed. Gail, you know, change can be scary. And we got a text in that says, feed your soul, question mark. This new mm-hmm. normal makes it hard enough to feed one's family. So I'm wondering if you can talk about, you know, in terms of that uh, text, the transition, because sometimes it's hard to leave that paycheck behind in the consistency and the safety net of your current job or career. Um, so are there steps we can take while still holding on to our other job to set us uh, set ourselves up for a career or a job that we're passionate about that will pay down the road? Right. And, you know, I'm not, you don't have to quit your job because, oh, gosh, I just had this calling. Mm-hmm. You take baby steps towards it. And sometimes it can be a year or two, but at least you're putting it in your head. Maybe you're taking a course at night. Maybe you're, you know, Googling and getting more information on it. Maybe you're talking to people that are doing what you want to do. Not quitting your job right away, mm-hmm. but gathering information so that you're in that gathering stage. So that when things do turn around or you have the opportunity to look for a new job or finally, you know what, I think I'm going to do this. You've got all the information because you've done your homework ahead of time. It's perfect. You know, and I just uh, clicked onto your website. It's career-steps.net. And the first line, get ready to take control of your future. And I think that's really kind of the key, isn't it? This this is Mm -hmm. up to us. We spend so much of our lives at work. And, you know, Andy and I talk about this a lot. You get up at 3 a.m., you better like your job. You better Mm -hmm. have fun going to work. And no matter what your job is and what time you get up, we spend a lot of time there. You better enjoy it. So take control of your future. There are ways to go about it. Mm-hmm. And I know that change, you know, change is hard, but the willingness to experience short-term uncomfortableness about making a change reduces the regret and frustration in the long term. And that's what it is, so many hours a day. And I'm wondering, um, as far as within your job, have you seen an uptick over the past you know, handful of months or a year after people may have, you know, seen their career in a different light or decided with time to reflect perhaps more time alone that it's not for them? Mm -hmm. People are frustrated. People are saying, you know, do I want to go to work every single day and do this? Mm -hmm. Like all of a sudden now I've had time to sit back and reflect and be with my family and be at home more. And I really like it. And what, what career sector can I be doing this in? And I need to investigate that. So again, it's gathering that information and just start doing the little baby steps towards how can I change my life? You can go on Gail's website and schedule a consultation right there. It's career-steps.net. Thank you so much, Gail, for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That is Gail Mall, licensed career practitioner. The Sate Baking and Pastry Arts instructor will be making an appearance on Food Network Canada's The Big Bake Halloween tonight. Joining us now is the superstar herself, Victoria German. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning. Hey, that must have been really exciting. Tell us, first of all, how did you even get chosen to be on The Big Bake on the Food Network? I actually was um, invited from a team, uh, uh, a baker who got chosen and she found me through uh, social media and invited me to be along, uh, be a member of her team. And I thought uh, it was uh, too good an opportunity and too fun an opportunity to pass up. Heck so yeah. I said, yes, yeah. Ooh, let's, it's, for those people who don't know, like there's a whole culture and there's a whole industry around these baking shows. It's, it's, it's kind of a big deal. When you're asked to be on somebody's team, what does it mean exactly? So 
I think when when you're joining up as a team, there's going to be different strengths from the team members. And I was recruited for, I want to say, kind of the more fiddly uh, bits, the garnishing pieces uh, to the cake that we created. Um, I had a little bit more experience in that field as we, um, I teach at SATE and I teach the wedding cake component uh, of our course and have dabbled in sugar work and things like that. So I was recruited uh, for that part. Good for you. Yeah, it was really fun. I'm always fascinated by exactly that, those little fiddly bits, because they are so small and so precise, and the sugar work is fascinating. Listen, this is a show that we we watch, Food Network and, and you know, the Big Bake. We watch it every night at dinner time because the whole family can agree to have some fun and watch these. And we're always just astounded by it. How long have you been doing that kind of thing? How long have you been baking this way? Um, Well, I've been in the industry for over 30 years originally from England, and I've been teaching at State now for 20 years. So I've been, I think, a, an instructor a little bit longer than I, I've actually had been in industry now if I start uh, counting, but I think I'm going to stop soon. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, I'm wondering, you know, it seems to me like, you know, if somebody loves to cook, I love to barbecue. I have some half-decent success in my mind anyway. <laughs> I guess my family, if they want to eat, they're going to have to eat it. But when it comes to baking, it seems to me that you have to just do it. You can't just read it and read a recipe. You have to do it time and time again. It really is experience-based, isn't it? Yeah, especially I think with the fine details, sugar work in particular, it can be quite finicky. Um, and you have um, different different factors that come in. For Calgary is great for sugar work because it's a nice dry climate. But then if you're going to take uh, that sugar work to Toronto, then uh, you're dealing with humidity. And so it, it can be very finicky. You have to um, do it over and over again, uh, feeling the warmth of the sugar, having the right conditions to cool the sugar down. So it's it's definitely a thing that you have to keep practicing and practicing. Well, we can't wait to watch you and your team tonight on the Food Network. So we can send people to the website, foodnetwork.ca. But uh, you, of course, a baking and pastry arts instructor at SATE. I'm thinking maybe of signing up and starting a new career. So I'll see you soon. <laughs> but it's Food Network's The Big Bake Halloween. Thank you so much for joining us, Victoria. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too. That's Victoria German. Doesn't that sound like something would be so fun to do? It, it, especially on a team, because then you're not like the, the pressure. Yeah, a lot of pressure lasered in on your specific part in that team. But there's so many things. And that's what's scary. She's talking about humidity. <laughs> like when I'm cooking yeah. a steak, I'm not concerned about humidity. No. When you're Only baking. Only in, in whether your beer is. There's, and is it cold? Yeah. So many specifics. So many Pretty things cool. can go wrong. I don't mean to be a naysayer, but you got to get in the trenches. It's it's fascinating, and it's so much fun to watch, and the ultimate creations they yeah. come up with are just fantastic. So check it out tonight. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. And tune in to Mornings with Sue and Andy from 530 to 9 every weekday morning on 770 CHQR.